chance, are you trying to protect yourself from coronavirus? Well, I have just the thing for you. If you are living in Khabaroni, Botswana, Zambezi Group has something special for you. They're selling face shields for only 55 bula. Now, the shield provides a clear barrier directly in front of your face and also serves as a reminder for you not to touch your face. It is made of food-grade clear plastic, does not obstruct your vision, and comes in five dope colors, such as navy blue, maroon, black, white, and my personal favorite, teal. So make sure you protect yourself and your children from coronavirus. If you'd like to order yours now, all you have to do is give them a call on plus 267-749-8958. That's plus 267-749-8958. It is going for only 55 Pula, guys. Get it now and make sure you let them know that KWAME sent you. Okay? Let's start the goddamn show. Your V-lips get glossy You my main, my dessert, and my entree To infinity and Beyonce But then yash, you Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like what, 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 what I said then yash, you Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like iPhone 10 Plus I am culture kids and welcome to another exciting edition of can we talk the podcast where we celebrate and critique the best in african music and entertainment culture well entertainment internet culture we do this every saturday because saturdays are for who me k-w-a-m-e formerly known as kwame kardashian also kind of formerly known as official kwame i don't know i'm not so i'm kind of over that name too i just want to be called kwame or if you really spell out my name. And in case you do not know, I am a Ghanaian, Tanzanian, Pan-African entertainer, curator, and entrepreneur from Botswana. If you'd like to advertise on the show, all you have to do is get in touch with me via my email. That is info.officialkwami at gmail.com. Or simply just send me like a tweet at ZM on Instagram or Twitter or something like that. We can talk some business. You can come on over. It's here for you. Don't worry. The rates are not bad. <sighs> First of all, okay. So, this is about to be... (laughs) This episode is going to be a lot. (laughs) I initially did not want to do it. (laughs) Because just... I was listening to the Unartist podcast before I recorded this, yeah? And they were talking about... uh, My good friend Denzel and Kofi Boche were talking about how the internet is really exhausting right now. And I agree and concur. Because it's like, how do you balance staying informed, but then also guarding your mental health? It feels like an extreme sport at this point. But, I mean, I do have to be connected in order to give you guys this podcast. But you have no idea how taxing it is sometimes. or Almost all the time. I was like, even, especially when I have to gather content at the beginning of the week... I'm always keen to take a break, but then I find something entertaining towards the end of the week that I want to talk about. 
And I remind myself of the importance of documenting the time that is us, that is now, especially because we're living in a revolutionary time. But Lord Jesus is heavy. Just like social, racial, sexuality, gender-based injustices flying all over the place. Plus, we're living in a global pandemic while trying to build, learn, and unlearn all at the same time. Girl, listen, it is a lot. <laughs> okay, I'm barely making it. Not to mention the fact that I'm currently in Botswana right now. And Botswana's weather, as I'm recording this, is currently at 2 degrees. Okay, with highs expected today of 20 degrees. I am sick. I tweeted this earlier this week, and I stand by the statement. I am willing to flex my winter fashion in the in the club AC than to have to continue to deal with this cold. Because before this, I was like, oh, I love cold weather because the fashion. Oh, here for it. <laughs> I've forgotten that I have not felt... Uh, cold weather in a desert country in a very very long time because i am currently as we speak in bed with a blanket and duvet <laughs> over me right now and i'm wearing two pieces two pairs of socks but my toes have decided that they're permanently icy i feel like sub-zero from mortal kombat has just like pissed on my foot or something i want to fight like honestly at this point open the airport Botswana, i will see you again when it's warm because uh, it's not burning like hell when it's warm. I just can't. Dry cold or dry heat is just not what my Tanzanian Ghanaian skin woke up for. I'm not here for it. Like, goddamn. Two degrees, bro? Anyway, shall we get into the podcast now? If you are new to the show, this is the part in the podcast that i just talk you guys into some of the reflections that I've had this week. Last week, we talked about... Um, uh, guilt, I think, and letting go of things. And this week, let's talk about appreciation, okay? So I got into it with someone close to me. And although I just wanted to be reactionary because they were clearly at fault. <laughs> um, and probably had the right to do so, I chose to be understanding and patient and be open to listen. But then they just wouldn't accept their faults, which annoyed me. <laughs> And they subsequently shut me out. When I really should have beat their ass. <laughs> and I was hurt. Okay, Pisces. <laughs> because I like to fix things and I value my personal relationships. But what I learned from this experience is that if someone doesn't appreciate or value you the way that you do them. And they cannot see the privilege it is in you allowing them to have access to you or to your love. You cannot force them to. Okay, you can be firm in your boundaries to make sure that they respect you, but if they refuse to acknowledge or take resp- or take responsibility for hurt that they may have caused, all you can do is just withdraw yourself. If they catch sense and they learn and return, that's up to them. If not, that's up to them too. The power is yours to decide if you will give them passage into your life, your love, your energy again, but don't you dare waste your time on someone on waiting on someone to see your value when you know who the hell you are okay so yeah that's my little word on appreciation this week 
Okay, let's jump into our first official segment in the show. This is the part that we call President, a.k.a. Presidu, where we celebrate Africans doing dope work. And we're finally getting to talk about an app because I love technology. Now, there's a Ghanaian game developer um, by the handle. I don't know his real name. Sorry to that man. His handle is at the Dynesto. And he has developed a racing game called RWC Racing using the city of Accra, Ghana. Absolutely love it. Now, the game is available for you guys to download on Android and iOS. Um, I downloaded it. I played it. I have been driving as a taxi driver, which is super fun. I have won most of the races that I've been. So if this sounds like something that you would be interested in, think of like Need for Speed, but Accra Edition. That's what it's like. It's super fun. The graphics are actually pretty good. And um, I just, I switched off the sound because I wanted to play my own music. If you play your own, like, Afrobeats or Sokpaw, whatever it is that you want to play, or your own Afrobeat jams while you're playing the game. So, so much fun. So, if you guys want to get it, um, do check it out. It is called RWC Racing, and it is available for free in your Android and App Store. And shout out to you at the Dynasto. Absolutely love it. And that's our Prezi do this week. Now, hmm... I'm going to have to take a sip of water before we get into this. Usually, I'm drinking wine as I'm recording this part. But I think this one calls for some water, some tea. So, <sighs> All right, let's get into this segment that I'm now recording for the second time. Because <laughs> there was a little bit of background noise. So, I'm hoping that you cannot hear it now. And I figured, let's open a... As in, do you hear the sweetness of that cold one? I'm drinking myself. A... I know I said I was going to drink tea or water. But I think it let's do it. I'm just just my one one. All right, so I just is where we talk about everything that's happening on the African internet that you guys have been talking about. First up, Don't Leave Me, which is a viral video challenge inspired by a series of parodies on social media that has been happening this month. Now, the videos typically feature one person that's making a wordplay joke because I guess everybody's a rapper now. <laughs> then running away while the other person is screaming, Don't leave me! Take me with you! Now, this was started by Instagram user and comedian Josh Too Funny, who's actually been in the game for quite a while. So shout out to him. I love that he's getting this recognition globally. Not that he wasn't popping globally before, I'm just saying now. Um, who uploaded a video with the caption, Leave me alone, using the hashtags, don't leave me and don't leave me challenge so i'm going to give you an example so the one that i saw recently was this girl she was with her friend and she said if i put this rubber on my arm does that mean that i'm an armed rubber don't leave me no come back take me with you okay next one if i take you and i put you in a tube is that not youtube do you get it? You guys should check it out. I think it's, it's really fun and it's really funny. I want to do my own, but I, I haven't been quite inspired yet to see what I'm going to do. Anyway, moving on to one of my favorite topics, food. And which one are we talking about? The one and only, the beauty, the Ghanaian dish that is wache. Now, for people who may not know, um, wache is a dish that is served with rice, black beans, stew, and black pepper, which is called shito, um, spaghetti, salads, and garnished with avocado if you have tastes and a little bit of if you want like a boiled egg on the side and some fried plantain <sniffs> number one also if i i prefer to have my wache with chicken some people like it with fish other people like it with gun as well i like mine with chicken 
top two and it ain't number two. And it's usually sold in styrofoam bags, plastic bags, or in big palm leaves. Now this week, there were pictures online of Wache being served in a jar, packaged by a company called Jar2Go. Now not only is it in a jar, which was already kind of strange, yet innovative at the same time, the jar itself, no, was wrapped in foil. And the foil was cased in a leaf, then tied with a rubber band. I was like, what kind of designer bougie packaging is this? Now, apparently, Jar2Go partners with restaurants and cooks um, pre-order meal options and pre-packaged full meals. They make health-conscious meals available fresh every day, on demand, anywhere. And apparently, the entire process is also 99.9% zero waste and carbon neutral. Obviously, because they are putting them in glass bottles, which you can you reuse. By the way, this is not an ad, but a jar to go or the watchy brand that I'm about to mention. If you would like to come and advertise on this podcast, please do. The space is open for you. Because personally, at first I was like, ah, why would they not come and put it in the jar? Like, I feel watch it tastes best when you have it in the palm leaf. And especially if you eat it with your hands. But it's also just as nice if you have it on like a plate with a fork or whatever, like regular people, I guess, do. So I was like, so when you are eating this out of the jar, like, are you supposed to use a long ice cream spoon or something to try and be scooping it out? But apparently you're just supposed to take the jar, open it up, put it onto a plate. So I get it. But I low-key, honestly, bro, I just want to see something. Like, they should send me some. <laughs> and I want to give some to you guys. Well, you guys, I guess we can all go and buy it. But I, like, I really want to try it, just out of curiosity. So if anybody knows anybody who works at Jar2Go and would like to come and advertise right here, the space is open for you. Because me, I'll be watching from, from the beginning. Um, If anybody really, really knows me from way back, I used to do this a uh, snapchat show thing called watch a warrior and i would run around and get watching and things because watch is literally one of my favorite foods in the entire world and yeah it would just it would be perfect anyway so now people are wondering so who is the one who is responsible for the watcher inside apparently it is made by veteran rapper Reggie Rockstone, who has been running a watch business for a very, very long time in Accra, Ghana. And it is apparently in fulfillment of a contract that he has secured to supply um, watch under his Rockers, Rocks watch brand to hotels for export and for export. So shout out to him. I've actually wanted to try his watch. I don't know how me of all people, Watch Warrior, has not tried his watch because I heard it is top two and it ain't number two. Anyway, moving on to Senegal. Senegalese artist turned entrepreneur Akon has secured a $6 billion contract to build his cryptocurrency themed city in Senegal. Now, the first phase is expected to be completed by the end of 2023 and it will include the construction of roads, um, a hospital, mall, police station, waste facility, school, power plant, and then phase two will end in 2029, which will focus on integrating businesses to run on Acon's Acoin cryptocurrency, right? Apparently, there's also going to be parks, stadiums, university, and an industrial complex in Acon City. I've seen pictures of this online, but the only one who feels like Akon has been talking about this electric city running on solar power or whatever for almost like a decade and bro I'm rooting for you but at the same time I would like to see it 
by now shouldn't it be there some sort of footage or something that's out like at least let me see that you have bought the cement and the bricks for the distance just so we can see that the ball is rolling because i'm not saying but i'm saying he could be getting money from investors and then buy the land maybe start and then you know what happens if he's not able to finish or things are not quite up to you know you know that's all i've got to say so shout out to Akon if this is really finally going to happen after he's been promoting it for the longest time and saying, oh, I'm building this, I'm building that. If that's what he's doing, great. But I would like to see it. Moving on to Nigeria. Let me have a sip of my distant. Nigerian pop star, Rema, who you may know from Dumebi, Dumebi, is the latest artist to get a spot on Apple Music's Up Next program. Now, the program has featured artists such as your favorite hot girl, Megan Thee Stallion, and Rema's inclusion on the Up Next um, program comes paired with a new short film shot by the artist himself in Lagos, where you get a first look um, at how he talks about the spirituality behind his music and wanting to take Africa to the world if, um, Afri- if the world won't come to Africa and I watched it it's really short it's about like 6 minutes so you guys can go check it out if you use Apple Music as you should I mean Spotify come cut, cut a check we can change that <laughs> but yeah you guys should check it out I think it's pretty dope shout out to Remo for that because I have seen like every artist that I've seen uh, featured on this platform has gone to achieve incredible success in their careers internationally so I'm happy for him especially for him to be a young artist coming out of West Africa. He is also currently nominated for a BET Award and a Best New International Act for the Viewer's Choice Award. He's nominated alongside Shasha from Zimbabwe, whose track, which one was it? Was it Tender Love that we featured on the playlist not too long ago? Yeah, I like her. Like, number one, because she wears her hair in braids. Number two, because she's... I know, so vain. Number two, because I think she's a... um, um, a talented singer and number three because she's from Zimbabwe and Zimbabweans are some of my favorite people on the continent they're such great friends and they're hilarious and really really hardworking. um also nominated is Celeste from the UK Young T and Bugsy as in don't rush slow touch from the UK as well um Hatik from France and Stacy from France in the best international act category Brenna Boy who won the award in 2019 from Nigeria is nominated you know so B from DRC who we also featured on the playlist uh, can I say about two three weeks ago when he featured on um Mayor Kuhn's gang remix and I loved his verse I checked out some of his music videos I like him dope show my Josie my baby girl is also nominated for Best International Act from South Africa. Now, if you guys do not know, she won Best New International Act last year at the same BET Awards, and I was super proud of her, super happy for her. So I'm glad to see her nominated um, in this category as well. Dave from the UK is nominated, alongside Stormzy from the UK, who's technically Ghanaian though, because he is. Um, Nino from France, and Espiri Noir, also from France. So shout out to all of the nominees. Good luck to whoever wins. I think, for me, best new international act, because I'm not so familiar with the rest, I would like to see it go to Rema or Shasha, but I really think it's going to probably go to Rema. Yeah. Best international act? Um, I have no idea. It's a very tough category. <sighs> anyway, on the topic of Nigeria, good lord. In a series of now-deleted tweets, a user by the name of Aunt Shaitan 
has accused Nigerian artist Dibanj of sexually assaulting her in a Lagos hotel room in Nigeria in 2018. Now, Dibanj al allegedly had her arrested with no warrant, detained her, and people are suspecting that he allegedly might have had her kidnapped because she has not been heard from by her friends or her family since she was allegedly arrested. But it seems her Twitter and her Instagram accounts have been taken over by someone other than her because now tweeting from her account is somebody that's promoting Debanja's music, which I think is kind of strange considering this is the same account that was used to make these sexual assaults allegations. Now, allegedly, Debanja paid the hotel that they were both spotted at back in 2018 to lie and say that he was never there. But one user on Twitter uh, went through their Instagram post and saw, and saw a picture and posted a picture of Dibanj at that same hotel on the date that Aunt Shaitan specified, which I think is very suspicious. And, <sighs> ciao. Now, this comes at a time where gender-based violence is a major talking point within African communities already. While this week, Nigerian-American activist, may she rest in peace, Oluwatoin Salu, was found dead in Florida after tweeting about being sexually assaulted. And a 28-year-old, Tseho Pule, um, was murdered by her boyfriend in South, in South Africa because I don't know what it is about the Southern Hemisphere and why we have such a bad rep for... Like, what we call passion killings, which I have known about and has plagued us since I was probably in high school. I don't know why it is so prevalent in this hemisphere of the continent. And just, even for Dibanj, first of all, I feel like this was very... If these allegations are true, number one, of the sexual assault, and then number two, of how he has allegedly handled this by having her arrested and... Um, asking her to delete all of uh, the tweets and now using her account to promote his music. If that is true, I am so disappointed because where is the remorse? Where is the taking up of responsibility? Where is the standing up to be a man, a real man, and not having to force yourself on people, you know? If this is true, because Debanj for me holds a special place because he was my introduction, him and Tiwa Savage were my introduction to Afro-pop music from West Africa. Because me growing up in the southern hemisphere of the continent, I only knew people like Brenda Fassi, Lebo Matosa, and so forth. And that was my introduction to pop music, um, to African pop music, and maybe like Angelique Kijo and things. African pop music from this side, I hadn't heard too much West African music until they started playing their videos on channel O. And Dibanj for me, I thought was super talented, great entertainer, and I've always looked up to him as an artist. But like now, it's just like, bro, I understand that, and it's very difficult sometimes to be able to separate the artist and the person from what it is that they do um, in music or their creative expression is difficult to do but like this one if this is truly how he has handled this i'm so disappointed so so disappointed my prayers and my thoughts go out to 
um, Anne Shetan and to Alua Towin, who we are signing petitions for so that we can get justice for, and Seho Pule. Good God. Right, let's get into more. Now, this particular story, I am not going to lie, I, at the beginning of the week, was not going to talk about it, was not ready to talk about it, because there's just, like I said, there's too much going on on the internet right now. And when it's like Monday, Tuesday, I'm just like, I don't want to do this podcast, everything's so morbid. And then by like Wednesday, Thursday, I find something to laugh about or something entertaining to do. And then I remember that part of the reason why I created this was to document what is going on right now in culture, especially because we're living in a very revolutionary period. And it really pains me to talk about this, but I mean, we got we to do the work. We got to call it for what it is. La Meme Gang, which is arguably the most prolific group of new generation artists to come out of Ghana has been under fire this past week. Now, they're a collective of six artists. One of them is a producer called North, um, and the rest are rappers and singers. Two of their artists have been called out. First off, RJZ has been under fire this week after an anonymous Twitter account disclosed that he allegedly raped her friend and further dropped a police statement um, signed and stamped with a Ghana police stamp on Twitter. Darko Vibes, who's also part of the band, on the other hand, was accused of attempted rape by a lady who also spoke under and also spoke under anonymity. Now she said that the incident happened when they were in high school. <sighs> Ciao. In reaction to the claims, a press statement from the management group stated that the story and content of the police report circulating on social media con- um, concerning RJZ and Darko Vibe on Darko Vibes were. Aspersions, which is a new word that I did not know of. I'm not going to lie. I'll tell you what it means in just a second. And apparently these allegations are false. Now the statement added that the group is working with the appropriate authorities to deal with the matter. Now because me (laughs) and my love for literature, I was just like, aspersions? What's that? What does that mean? Aspersions basically means uh, when somebody slanders or defames your name or tries to tarnish your image or something of the sort. Which... Mm, I don't think that this is what it was. I don't think this is what people's intentions were when they were sharing their stories. But we'll talk about that in a second. Now, the letter also the letter also addressed one of the members of the group, um, Kweku BS, who in the early hours of earlier this week, I think it was about Thursday, Friday, announced his departure from the group and insinuated that his exit is linked to the rape allegations. Now, commenting on Kweku BS's statement, the management has disclosed that the musician, along with another member, North, um, responsible for their unique sound, were all expelled from the group as of the 21st of May of this year, which is before any of the rape allegations even sufficed. Honestly, I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to say what I believe. Let's call a spade be spade. La meme gang. The statement they put out, I don't believe them. And it really pains me to say so, but I don't believe them. I don't believe that the allegations are false, to be very honest. Um, I think because, first of all, for me, the response came after BS had distanced, distanced himself. 
from the group. And I understand him feeling the need to do that, considering the time and the allegations that are being made. I also understand that Lamem Gang needed the time to investigate the allegations, but the group response to me that I read, well, that everybody has read, sounded kind of arrogant, and it seemed like it was triggered by Kwekubias speaking out, rather than them just trying to set the record straight on what people have said about them. And as I was reading the statement, I was just like, how does it feel when you lie to me? They don't owe me an apology they don't owe us an apology i think they definitely need to take it up with the alleged victims but reading the stories and the detail in which they went into i have always been one to believe the accusers until proven otherwise until there is other evidence you know i think that sometimes i don't know what it is about fame and power that makes men feel that they can do and take as they please and it's okay because it's not and not to make this about me but lemem gang why this is cutting me so deeply and why i am so outside of the outrage of what allegedly has transpired i'm heartbroken as a fan and as someone who has been so close to them in terms of like just industry, you know what I mean? Because I rode for these niggas so hard. Pause. Ask like you can ask anybody, and this is not me saying this out of oh my gosh, I made a mem gang. Of course not. They are talented individuals on their own. But I did an incredible amount, like self selflessly. I did an incredible amount of radio push for them, interviews for um that I tried to connect them to, or I personally host myself shows of theirs that I hosted myself. I vouched for people to book them. I was constantly like hanging um, in their studio and things. And for me, it was out of just my love for, and it's always been, this is how I am till this day. It's always about my love and support for great talent. I, I believe in them or believed in them and their talent. They're part of the reason why I started this podcast in the first place. When North was dropping his project, um, Thanks for Flying, because I just liked it and wanted to talk about it and wanted to share my thoughts on it. That's why I started this podcast. I've discussed Darko, um, Darko's debut album, Pan Logo, on this podcast. I've discussed RJZ's video on this podcast because I just... I can't even imagine how North and BS feel. Like, the, the niggas who have got them tatted on their bodies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Charlie, I'm already an Azania backstab, so, like, <laughs> things are hard for me. And it is, like I said, it's hard to separate the artist from the art. But, ah, ah. Like, for me, I used to travel, and when people would ask me to put them on songs from Ghana or whatever it is, Lamem is the first people that will put them on. Songs like Tomorrow, Godzilla. I was like, y'all need to hear what the hell is coming out of um, my country right now. You need to hear these new generation artists. I was so happy when they booked um, South by Southwest and I was so upset when they get, didn't get to go because of COVID and coronavirus, whatever. You know, and I understand that they're not perfect human beings. People can do as they please with themselves. But to physically abuse, especially our black women, like that's bro. Bro. 
even if Ghana can forget, if this is to spread internationally, oh, it's going to be a different story because people, I, I don't know what it is, but people seem to excuse behavior like this or it's become normalized where um, men are allowed to use women any way that they want. And I don't have any facts to, to back this up. I'm just saying from how I feel, from what I've heard and what I've read and what I've seen the same way as any one of you. You know, but it's sad. And I hope that if it's true, or if it's not, although I believe it is, I hope they fix up. I really do. And if they don't, ah, what can you do? We Listen, personally for me, I've survived a Spice Girls breakup. If it's Islamem, Suda is going to break up. Oh, well. It was a great ride. And the thing is, it's so crazy because I understand, although I don't agree, I understand that, unfortunately, in a lot of black and African households, men are brought up to believe that women are just playthings for them, that they can treat them anyhow, take what they want. And that's not the case. Society has little to no respect for particularly black women. I don't know why. <laughs> but... You know when something is wrong. You know when something is unjust. You can feel it as a human being, I believe. You know? You know when something is a definite yes or something is a no. You can't pressure or force people into doing... Well, you shouldn't pressure or force people into doing things that they don't want to do. And if not, face the consequences of your ignorance and hopefully learn. If you don't do fucked up shit we won't have fucked up shit to talk about and if you do take be a man and take responsibility make amends face the consequences and grow bro like nobody should nobody should be above reproach i understand we're human beings we all make mistakes but we have to draw the line of how long are we going to allow people to be victim to heinous crimes how long are people going to be complicit how long are we not going to stand up for each other it doesn't have to happen to you in order for you to feel the humanity of you know what that's not right and that's why i stand with i don't know the details of why if there's other things that has happened as to why they have split and i stand with BS when he says that he wanted no part of them because of the allegations and things. And obviously he was saying that because they had not said anything until the point that he said something. And when I read his statement, it seemed like it came from the heart and it was him that truly wrote it. And that's how he truly... Because he did talk about how he felt that... And he acknowledges that sometimes he might have been unknowingly or knowingly complicit into some of the actions that or environments or whatever it is that was going on around him and for me when i see someone take that kind of responsibility and be that um ready to make amends and to learn and to grow i am more inclined to forgive them you know and even forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that you are forced to move on from it but it's just, Lord, Lord, Lord Jesus. Now, somebody on Twitter asks, what is the next line of action for all of those men or women, or just generally in the world, who have been sexually abused, 
or even those who have been um, brave enough to share their stories. And for me, as I've not been one of the victims that has spoken out about this, obviously, but, and I cannot speak for, for one of the victims. I cannot tell them what to do. I cannot tell them what will make amends. I cannot tell them. But I think the best thing to do <laughs> would be to ask the victim, to be honest. And I agree with uh, Mr. Lawson, a.k.a. A- a- at S underscore take on Twitter. Um, when posed with the same question, he said, number one, a sincere, un- unqualified apology. Number two, an account of what work, if any, has been done to ensure that the accused is a better person than they used to be. And number three, an offer to make restitution in any manner that the victim sees fit within reason and your ability. And I completely agree with that statement. I just... Unfortunately, if this means that we're gonna have to act... Not act like physically fight or kill people. I'm not one to condone violence. But if we gotta cut ties and things, then bro, I guess that's just what's gonna have to be done because I just I just cannot take it when people cannot like I talked about earlier in the podcast. I can't take it when people don't take responsibility, and if they don't, I'll just remove myself point blank period. I know that this is not personally me that, um, this that was affected, but it's, uh, it's my podcast and this is how I feel. Okay, and that's it for I just. But let's take a quick music break and then we're gonna take a trip to. East Africa, my home. one for quite a while and i think this is actually the first east african project that we've reviewed on the podcast i'm excited we've done um one from southern africa we've done a lot of west african ones we've done some uk and now we finally get to do east africa i should do a north african one and central african one just to like balance it all out but um anyway midnight train by kenyan iconic band saudi soul now i've been sitting with this album for quite a while just so i could properly get into it and i have got to say that the dynamics of this album are best enjoyed with good sound or like for example car speakers just so that you can properly enjoy the instrumentation um which you can tell a healthy portion of it is definitely live as opposed to the more digital computerized music that we're used to hearing. Which there's nothing wrong with that too. But um, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it just warms my heart to be able to listen to this. I was just excited. Anytime Swahili is involved, I'm excited. Because I, I don't really speak Swahili. I try to write a little bit in it. But um, yeah, I'm just generally not very good with languages. Anyway, I can just tell from listening to this that I don't know what it is in the sun or the food or whatever it is that is happening in Kenya but the producers there are special because the sounds are unlike 
anything that you hear anywhere else. It's very, very distinctively East African. I think this album is a very solid contemporary, um, adult contemporary album. From the arrangements to the content, um, it deals with everyday subjects that almost anyone can relate to, whether you're Kenyan, Moroccan, Mozana, wherever it is that you're from. They talk about things like insecurities and struggle and hope and love, which they talk about, I think, on the song called Nendalote. I don't know what they're saying because I do not speak Swahili, but just for me, the phonetics of Swahili just sounds so sweet for storytelling. It took me back to the last time um, I was probably like 12 years old. I was in Tanzania. I was on the beach somewhere. I don't know if I was... I wasn't too far from Zanzibar because Zanzibar from Tanzania is just a boat ride away. And (laughs) I thought I was bougie. And I was out there ordering like a shrimp cocktail. (laughs) Sitting on the beach at night. um, Chilling with my with my father and it just like just listening to the song and just hearing Swahili so sweetly like that took me back to that and it was just it's just warmed my heart like I almost can't even say a bad thing about this album just because of that and I don't know what it is that they're saying I don't know what story that they're telling but whoo whew have a listen for yourself <laughs> Umetuma wazazi wako waje wanieleze Unitaki tena na mashoka zako waje waniambie Na mashoka zako waje waniambie Ndo watumeivunja Then they go on to talk about female empowerment and self-love through their smash single, Susanna, which I think was, uh, it was released prior to the album release, which is a classic, upbeat, Saudi soul song. I can imagine them with full band, backing vocals and everything. I would want to go to a Saudi soul concert. I think it would be like almost two hours of straight fun because they have the musicality to carry it. And then later on in the album, it gets into one of my favorite songs called My Everything. And it just shows off the sexiness of Zouk music um, and Swahili again. And it features India Ari as in, I am not my hair. And I can totally see this song in an African like Netflix film scene where there's like maybe like a romantic dinner and then they go to the bedroom. You know, the story about when the girl has been hurt in love or she's focused on a career or whatever and then she meets some guy and then she allows herself to be loved by the right guy <sighs> sh- sh- you you know what let's just hear the song Melanin and so much more for you heavy is your crown and still you hold me down i ain't gonna ever let you down my love every man deserves to As you draw towards the end of the album, it actually gets even better. Like, who would have thunk? As good as it already is. There's an acoustic dreamscape sort of song that is called Sober that I really like. Um, then there's some trap jazz slash pop exploration. 
on a track that is called uh, Roomba Japani. But this is all before it closes with the song Disco Matanga, which is featured on the Queen Sono soundtrack, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Final thoughts for the album. I think it's a very grown album. I think it is best enjoyed as a whole uh, rather than just picking individual singles. Although I have favorites. We're going to talk about it in a second. Or I think it would be best enjoyed as a live concert because of all of the complexities and variations of the sonics that they use within this album. I think this is a type of album that you play, you know, on like a Saturday when you're running errands or a Sunday after church or maybe Tuesday when you're trying to keep sane in traffic and you're driving in your like BMW 5 Series and you're somewhere in your mid to late 30s on your way to a meeting. This album's for you. If that sounds like you, this album is for that. I think you would really appreciate it. What's the score? I think I will give it a very fair 7.6 out of 10. Add to playlist, definitely Nendalote, definitely um, Susanna, and definitely whew, my everything. Because, I mean, who doesn't love Zook? Anyway, that's about it for the review. If you'd like to advertise with us on the show, make sure you send me an email at info.officialkwami at gmail.com or simply hit me up on any of my social media accounts that is at officialkwami if you'd like me to review your project as well. Okay? Um, shall we do some Disco Matanga and then we'll get into wrapping up the show? Yeah, okay. Disco Matanga, Disco We've reached the home stretch. Let's get into your WhatsApp broadcast. This is not like the fake book news that you read. This is news and recommendations that you actually need in your life. And this is where I tell you what to watch on Netflix, basically, because I recently got Netflix. This is not even like a month ago. I know I'm super late to the party, but I've been watching a whole bunch of African content that I think would be fun for you guys to check out. Or I'll watch it so that maybe you might not have to watch it, <laughs> depending on the, on the review. And last week, we spoke about the show, Queen Sono. Now, last week, I'd only seen one episode. This week, I've made it to about episode four or five. I'll have to double check. Now, Queen Sono follows the story of a secret South African agent who tackles criminal operations while dealing with crises in, a per in her personal life. Now, South African actress, model, television host, and radio personality, who I love, Pearl Tusi, stars as the lead character, Queen Sono, who is a spy and daughter of Safia Sono, who is a deceased anti-apartheid revolutionary leader and freedom fighter, which I think is very apt for the times. First of all, gotta say shout out to whoever designed the logo because I thought it was nice. They had a little crown on the side that's made out of bullets. I think that was a nice touch. And okay, here are my thoughts. So the action scenes are nice, not bad. I think especially this is part where, well, several parts, where Queen Sono or Pearl Tusi be firing shots and she's wearing gowns, beautiful gowns, and she's throwing head wraps and fighting in coffee shops. So yeah, I appreciated that part of it. Uh, also, the acting I think is decent. I think the show is being carried by Pearl Tusi herself, Vuyo, um, 
Dabula, who plays uh, Sandu, who is Queen Sono's ex-boyfriend, and Kate Licorice, which I think is a great surname, <laughs> um, who plays the role of at what Ekaterina Jermova. Now, personally, I also reviewed uh, Blood and Water, also on Netflix, not too long ago. I think the musical score on Queen Sono was better, well, it was a better fit than Blood and Water because Blood and Water, for me, it seemed like a bit disjointed sometimes when they would throw the music in. But in, in Queen Sono, I think they did a better job. I think the cinematography was good, especially considering that they shot in multiple countries. So it seems. Because according to the show, there are scenes in Zimbabwe, in South Africa, in Congo, in Zanzibar, and so forth. Although, I will say that South Africa as a country does have enough landscape to emulate some of those places without having to go there. And I know that people do this in movies all the time, so I'm not mad. It was just nice for to see them try to include as many uh, African continent, well, countries as much as they could within the show. But again, like with Blood and Water, I feel like there were too many storylines and characters that they tried to develop in six episodes, which is not a lot of time. That's less than six hours. And I know, <laughs> like six hours sounds like a long time, but it's a TV series. And I feel like if they had focused on Sono herself, as in the character of Queen Sono, and her ex-boyfriend and her arch nemesis, I think it would have been easier to understand because had I not had to review the show for the podcast, for this podcast, and also had I not wanted to give it like an honest shot, I don't know if I would have watched it all the way through, you know? I just don't understand like why Netflix is only giving them six episodes. Isn't the standard for a pilot like between 8 to 12 episodes maximum maybe or maybe like 10 for a new series again and also like watching it you can tell that the writers who i think did a pretty decent job tried to put in as much as they can in terms of making a lot of cultural references to make sure that stories were told um southern african stories were told and there was a lot of representation i understand that and i appreciated it i get it but Lord, because Lord knows how many chances we're going to get for platforms like this. But sometimes I felt like as I was watching this, it was like, a look here, hear this, watch this, here's that, you know. And although it is important to show us off, I also was just like, can you just tell me the story? Like, can I just understand what's happening here? But I will say that I did appreciate the fact that it was kind of a little bit of an an eye-opener to neo-colonialism and colorism and greed and things, which are subject matters that is addressed within the show. But it's just like, even just that, sounds like a lot, just all happening in one show. You know, it's like, I would have liked there to be more time for it to play out or for them to scale back on some of the storylines that they tried to introduce and some of the things that they tried to do, just so that there's enough for it to still be a good show. So, hmm, what's the score? I would give it like a 5.9 out of 10, to be honest. I lie, because I did kind of... Some parts I felt like it was a little bit better than Blood and Water. Blood and Water I kind of liked a bit more because I like, I like things like Gossip Girl and things. But um, yeah, if you guys want to check it out, feel free to do so. I just... I don't even know if they've been renewed for a second season. I know... Uh, Blood and Water has been renewed for a second season. They did this like major announcement 
even though it was pretty obvious that they were going to because the response was so positive. But uh, anyway, let's get into the playlist. The playlist is an Apple Music playlist that I created and curated for all of you to have 10 of the tracks that I think that you need to listen to and you need to hear. I'm not going to play the tracks for you. You're going to have to get it. So since my Apple Music seems to, I don't know, if you're able to get this playlist, good for you because it's available on my Instagram account or my Twitter account, which is at official Kwame. Just find one of the highlight reels that says the playlist. Everything will be there for you. Right? I... <sighs> I don't know why Apple Music is fighting me in this hemisphere because it works for me fine in the Western hemisphere. But um, yeah, if you guys are able to get the playlist, great. If not, here are some of the tracks that you need to look out for. So Opal, let me give you time. Okay? Are you listening? Right, go to your music. Okay, click your music. Go to the little search bar. You know, like click the little round thing. Are you ready? Okay, these are the songs that you need to add to your playlist. Like right now. Like immediately. First up, Cruel Santino, who you might know as Santi, who has now changed his name. I'm sad, but Cruel Santino will take it. He has a new track out. It is called End of the Wicked. And he raps or sings or speaks or something <laughs> in Santonese, which I think is cool because I read the lyrics for it as I was listening to it. Apparently what had happened was he had copyright issues, Sha. With some Spanish artist or guy that doesn't want to release the name Santi to him. So he has now changed his name to Cruz Santino. I'll take it. Moving on. Um, Sunday, someday. Now this, I found at the last second before I started recording this podcast. It is a song by Tano Jackson and it features Ansa Live and Obed. Really, really, really like it. It's giving me 70s funk in like a West African discotheque. I listened to a 30-second snippet of it on Twitter, immediately clicked the damn link that Tano had tweeted, and immediately added it to my playlist. I was like, okay, add to the playlist, add to my phone, add to one of my other personal playlists. And yeah, for people who may not know, Tano Jackson is actually also an author. I have one of, I think it's, I don't know if it's the only book he's released so far. And he's one of the people who have inspired me to eventually get into literally game because i do write quite a lot little known facts about me anyway i honestly after listening to this song i think that tano jackson and odarte um who's a Ghanaian artist as well would be so dope together because odarte makes now he makes sort of pop um funk disco ish type music it's very 70s 80s but now. And I think the two of them, if they were to link, I think they would vibe. Like, I'm putting it out there. Also from Nigeria, Yemi Alade has a new single out called Boys. Well, the single's been out for a while and the video's finally out. And it is your typical Yemi Alade videos. Always great visuals, choreo, color, set design. I love it. It features... Well, the song doesn't feature, but Shay Shay makes a, ca a cameo appearance. And Shay Shay is a Nigerian artist that I'm a hu like, huge, huge fan of. I am a Shay Shay stan. <laughs> like, I have a playlist. <laughs> she has an Essentials playlist on Apple Music that's, like, everything. I would have rearranged it and done it myself because it's just... I really, like, I really, really, this is a Shay Shay Stan account. I don't know if I've said this before, but I'm going to just let you know. I don't know why. I just love her. But I like that in this video that they sort of turned the tables and it was an object objectification. Objectification. Is that the right word? Whatever. 
where they objectify men in the video as opposed to a video usually being objectifying of women. And it was directed by Paul Gambit, which I think did, who I think did a pretty good job. So yeah, those are the songs that I think you should check out in the playlist. There's other things there that I will not mention. You're going fine. You'll see it on my Instagram. Thanks. Also, let's talk about the mix list. Now, I told you last week and I told you the week before that, the mix list is a one hour, one hour plug in and play mix by ADDJ and hosted by me. It's a kind of thing that you start from start to finish you can play it at any time of day post lockdown your little small link ups with your friends or whatever it is that you do it or if you're just personally spending time whatever the mix list is the perfect for anything that you want to do lord knows now when it will come out because we're supposed to have a new version out ages ago because <laughs> i've been talking about it but ad dj has been busy busy uh, building his muscles in the gym he's also promoting a new song and he's also working, so I don't know if he doesn't have time. But when it is out, you will see it, and I'll tweet it for you guys, and I'll post it for you, so that you can go and jam. Because I know I threw in a lot of jams, and I made a lot of requests that I wanted him to put in there, that I think you guys would like, by force. So, listen, whenever he's ready, you'll have it, because Lord knows, I'm waiting to hear it too. Waiting for it! Dying for it! And finally, the reading list. Now, the reading list is a weekly... Sort of like a recommendation of things and articles or books or things that I think that you should read online. And this week, we're taking it from a South African digital publishing company called Between 10 and 5. They're offering five essential tips on how creative freelancers may make themselves attractive to hiring options and find and create new opportunities during the reality of the coronavirus effects on companies and clients. So if you're a content creator or creative or whatever it is, and you want to find out how you can sort of maneuver your way through this time and find ways that you can help attract new clients or still continue to put out work, and this sounds like something that is for you, I suggest you read the article. I will tweet it um, on my Twitter account or I will post it on the reading list highlight reel on my Instagram. And that brings us to the end of the show. Kind of a lot, yes? Had to be done. Sorry, this is kind of late, guys. I was... Yeah, it, it took me a while to gather my thoughts to put, put this particular episode out because uh, a lot of things hit far too close to home and it was just a lot for me personally to deal with. Uh, will I take a break for next week? I don't know. But gotta say, shout out to every single one of you who have continued to support this podcast. Thank you so much for listening and sharing and giving me feedback because I love hearing feedback from you. Please let me know some of your favorite parts of this. Like, send me a DM. I'm a really nice person most of the time. <laughs> send me a DM. I promise I ain't gonna cuss you out. I'm not always Regina George. Sometimes I'm a Caddy Harrod, which is just as bad. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a Horgina Sparks. <laughs> so yes, please do send me um, your feedback on how you guys feel about this podcast. Tell me what some of your favorite segments are. Because I be putting these things in and I just be talking about what I like to talk about. I don't know if you guys really like it. You know, so tell me what you would maybe want to see more of, what you want to hear more of, or whatever. Or just generally how you guys feel because I love feedback. Just so I can grow and be better for all of you. But thanks again. Next up, I think... NSG, the UK, I guess, rap collective, which is a mixture of African artists, um, they have a new project out called Roots. I haven't listened to it yet, although their song Porsche has been in the playlist. 
I think I might listen to it in its entirety, and maybe we shall do a review of that in, in the next episode. If not, I have no idea. I don't know. Unless you guys send me something, or you have some recommendations, then we shall get into it. But I've uh, got to say a special shout-out to Zambezi Group Botswana once again for sponsoring the show. And, of course, for Akari Day for holding us down. Otherwise, oh my gosh, I have super exciting news for you guys. Completely forgot. So, Africa 2.0 and I, I teased this last week. We have something really special coming out for you guys. Um, I'm so happy this is the first time. Well, no, this is not the first time. It's the first time this year that I've been commissioned to uh, create a, well, curate a specialized playlist and things by an entity other than myself. Um, for you guys who do not know, I've done stuff with like title and stuff before, so I'm really excited about this one. I'm really curious for you guys to get through it. I put in a lot. It, oh, it took me a lot of work to go through. It took a lot of my um, experiences and musical knowledge and things, and I'm super proud of it, and I hope you guys like it as much as I do. It will be available on Spotify because I feel like on this platform we do a lot for Apple Music, so I wanted to give something to our Spotify users as well. And I am a huge fan of Africa 2.0 because they're a culture, art, blog, and they're just... I lo- like, I love them. Like, a lot of blogs, like Aimula and, and Hamatan Rain and, and what have you. So we have something special coming out. I don't know yet exactly when it is going to drop but as soon as it is i will put it out for you guys so that you have it wait a minute i think they might have sent me the link goddamn okay maybe i'm late i know i'm just checking i'm just looking at my email right now so you guys will get it and i will send it i'll put it out so that all of you can get into it because i think it's a lot of fun and there's some really really great music in there that um could be an introduction to for some of you but then also could be um Stuff that maybe some of you also grew up with, some throwbacks, some new things. It's a little bit of everything, okay? I, I tried to put in as much as I possibly could, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Also, speaking of Spotify, I have been informed that my song, Five Fingers, which you hear at the beginning of this podcast, um, has been featured in a Spotify playlist, I think maybe two. The first one is Black to the Future which I think is a very cool name and was curated by my girl Shoma Josie who features on Five Fingers and I think it's super dope and also another playlist that is called Afro, Afro Future or something of the sort that a friend of mine in the States put me on they were just like whoa I was just cleaning the house and then Jesus your song came on so thank you Spotify thank you to whichever curators and Shoma Josie for putting me on I think that's great um, but yeah, there's going to be more music for you guys in the not-so-distant future, hopefully. Otherwise, continue to stay safe, continue to do the work that needs to be done. To God be the glory, and oh, I almost forgot. Gotta say a special shout-out to Miss Now for reminding me of this. K-W-A-M-E. Keep winning at motherfucking everything. <laughs>